Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and it's November 15th, 2023, about a week, a week and a day away from Thanksgiving. All right, pretty cool when you think about it already. Wow, amazing. Okay, so I hope everybody's got their plans together. They're expecting more people flying on airplanes than ever, so it's going to be wild wild time, but that's a week away. Today we have for you a terrific show with some wonderful guests. Gina Warner is here. Gina is the CEO of the National After School Association. Okay. She's um, president as well. And she's going to tell us all about that group and how important it is because, well, I don't have to tell you, you're all educators. And Eric Patnodes is here. Eric is the senior manager of social impact partnerships at my good friends discovery education and i have the lineup what the show is going to be about we're going to talk about how the national after school association and discovery are working with dollar general yeah where all those stores are dollar general they are excellent they are they are so concerned about literacy okay they have they have devoted thousands upon thousands of dollars probably millions okay to literacy and they work in partnership with other groups like the National After School Association, this is Dollar General, and Discovery Education. Okay, and in fact, Discovery and Dollar General, their literacy foundation, created an initiative which is called Discover Literacy. This literacy thing is just huge. And working as a partner with them is the National After School Association. So we've had Dollar General on the show here before. Now, now we have some of the partners working with them, one Gina and Eric. Okay, so that's that's the way we're that's the way I'm going to preface the show. I hope you go over to ace-ed.org. That's where we're going to archive this show. All of our podcasts are archived over there. It's the home website of our consortium for equity in education. Please go over. Everything's free. Our magazine is over there. Equity and access pre-K twelve, as well as uh, our excellence and equity awards program, as well as all the podcasts. So check it out. It's free. Ace-ed.org. And without further ado. Let me bring on my guest. And I think I forgot to say I'm Larry Jacobs. I actually forgot to say that. Did I say that? Gina, did I tell everybody I was Larry Jacobs? You know, I, honestly, Larry, you got me so nervous when you started talking about Thanksgiving and I thought about all the things <laughs> I haven't done. I, and, and maybe you did that to yourself, too. I, you were stressing us out. <laughs> <laughs> call, me, call me Larry, Gina, and good luck with the turkey. Okay? Really. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. need it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's uh, well. Everybody's going to get their act together next week. You'll see; it'll all come together. Where are you today, Gina? Where are you? So, um, yeah, I'm in Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington oh. D.C. Look, it's a beautiful day outside. The leaves are falling very quickly, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, great a great place a great place to be coming to you from today. It is indeed. I live up in Maine, and most of the leaves are down. I'd say 95 percent of them. Obviously, where it's a little colder up here. Okay, and we, we keep getting frost every morning these days. You're a long way from that down in the D.C. area, I can tell you that, Gina. And let me say hello to Eric, then I want to get back to Gina. Eric, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good, Larry. How are you? I'm fine, man. Okay, it's good to have you here again. Um, you're the senior manager. I want to get over, get over this with you. The senior manager of Social Impact Partnerships at Discovery Education. And i got to say this, Discovery does a lot of work in curriculum and materials. Everybody knows that. Just talk about the social impact partnership part, which is what we are talking about kind of today in your work with Dollar General and how you guys are doing this. Eric, talk. Of course. Yeah, so do it. um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, 
so Discovery Education, we have um, several uh, partners on the corporate side that um, want to have an impact on the world. Um, you know, some people will call it corporate social responsibility. I think today it's being more commonly referred to as social impact. So we yeah. partner with these organizations to create content that aligns with their mission and vision, and then uh, our amazing team of, um, you know, uh, uh, our video team, our graphics team, our web design team, uh, our curriculum teams, we all come together to create this content, and then we make it available at no cost yeah. for educators and students around the world. That's great. It's great stuff. And do you want to just talk a little bit? I don't know why you want to do this right now, but I, I just to carry through on that with Dollar General. Okay, you work with the liter sure. literacy with their literacy foundation. I won't say it again. I've, I've done shows with Dollar General thanks to you guys, and I learned a lot. Okay, how involved yeah. they are in education. They really are. Okay, I got to. They I are. They're really doing something amazing. To them. They stand up for it, man. They, they're doing something. Okay, just talk about. They're the doing some there. amazing work. Yeah, they yeah, do. of course. So, 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 so there's a really cool background story about this. The the gentleman that that founded Dollar General. Um, I believe it was only he only had a third grade education and he was functionally illiterate. And so 30 years ago, the Dollar General Literacy Foundation was formed. And since then, um, they've funded, you know, dozens of initiatives uh, to not only close the literacy gap for adults, but also for students. And so when, you know, they came to us and said, hey, you know, we, we want to really have an impact in education. We see the the, control, the yeah. literacy gap, you know, has even widened even more since uh, COVID. Students are yep. behind grade level. They said, hey, what can we do? What what do educators and students need the most to start to close that, that or bridge the literacy gap? And so um, one of the things that we really excel at is professional learning or professional development. So we partnered to create a, a series of short, easy-to-use, timely, relevant, uh, w what we call micro-learns, and they're like six to eight minutes long, and the idea is really to, one, upskill teachers with these research-based supports, um, provide them with some tools and some lessons. They're not just for educators, though. They're also for folks who work in the after-school uh, space, and, and we brought on Gina from the NAFTA After, yes, after School Association, and then her organization also helps us to upskill those folks who work in an after-school setting so that, you know, we have amazing volunteers who come in and work with students after school. But how do we know, mm. you know, that they have a, a foundation in literacy? A lot of them That's right. not necessarily That's right. are literacy experts like they would be in the classroom. But they love working with kids. They have an understanding of, of literacy. And this is an opportunity to kind of upskill them just a little bit more so that they – are really having an impact with these students that they, they see every day. And it's a good thing, and you're absolutely right. A lot of people uh, want, want to and do help kids all day long, but they don't have the pedagogical training. They don't have teacher training, Correct. so to speak. The, the, their goals and their hearts are good, okay? But they, it's great to go over and help them, which is a thank you, Eric, and it's a good segue back to Gina. Gina, brag a little. Tell us about the National After School Association generically, and then tell us how you're working with Discovery and how you're working with Dollar General. Yeah, well, thank you, Larry. Um, it's you're such welcome. a pleasure to be here with you, and I want to thank you for really creating this platform and this oh, my um, pleasure. to talk about education and also this opportunity for 
Mediates talk about the importance of after school um, yeah, and its role in learning for young people. Yep. So the National After School Association, I have the honor of representing over 30,000 adult professionals who work in after school programs all over the country, um, providing learning opportunities for young people. Um, you know, almost every day in my work, Larry, I meet adults who share with me um, the amazing and impactful experiences they had themselves in after school mm-hmm. programs. And they can often directly trace back um, to that experience, a skill or a talent, you know, that they take with them to this day. Maybe mm-hmm. it's you know, something yeah. they feel like they learned about being part of a team or um, some uh, creative pursuit that they still enjoy in their spare time. Um, and a lot of people are surprised to learn that kids spend less than 20% of their waking hours in a classroom. Yeah. Um, and so that leaves a lot of time for so much more. And we, we call that time the hours of opportunity. Um, and that's where after school comes in. Uh, we're a place for children to learn, to grow, and to develop. Um, and when we're talking about an issue like literacy, um, and we're considering the importance of developing those crucial literacy skills, particularly in our young learners, um, then after school mm-hmm. becomes the perfect place to build on and extend the learning that's happening um, in the classrooms. Um, and, you know, we believe, and the research tells us, that with the right skills and the right tools, after-school professionals can provide those high-quality learning experiences for kids and help them build and strengthen their literacy skills. Um, You know, our professionals, they are highly skilled in what we call positive youth development, Um, so they know how to interact um, with children and how to bring out the best that children have to offer. And partnering with Discovery Education and Dollar General, giving them those right tools, um, Eric mentioned, you know, really going deep into what it takes to provide um, high-quality literacy, a love of reading. I mean, that's a, a key piece of it, right? And then to overlay that with critical literacy skills, um, that's going to put them on the path to success. So we're really excited to be a part of this work, um, have been partners with Discovery Education and Dollar General individually for a number of nice. years and then coming nice. together on this project. Yeah, really excited about it. It's, it's a good group, but I want to ask you, okay, and I was a teacher for years. I taught secondary school. And really, no. And this was way back when. This was before the actual afternoon had been invented. It was so long ago. There were only mornings. Okay, it was terrible. That was a joke. I was not that old. Okay, that was a joke. Everybody laughed. Okay, now. Okay, <laughs> I had Gene. I swear, I was I was born when there were afternoons. Okay, now I got to ask you a question. Okay, <laughs> you're right. I, I, how do you work? This this to me is key. How do you guys work? I'm going to ask you who all those professionals are, but how do you work with school districts to make sure that they understand the great work you guys do and all the after-school opportunities that are out there for their kids? And by the way, not only can those kids learn, they can also stay out of trouble and be taken care of. I think that's mm-hmm. incredibly important with all these old work all the organizations you guys work with, but how do you liaison with school districts? Because I worry that not enough school district teachers really know what's going on. And my other question is a lot of it tends to be elementary school. Okay. And the secondary school may not be thinking about it as hard as the elementary. I don't know. Just talk about that. The, the, the relationship the national after school association has with public school districts. That, that's yeah. Well, you mentioned, you know, we're we're talking about learning, but you mentioned two other important things that happen after school. Kids stay safe. 
Yes. Um, and parents have a um, huge peace of mind, uh, working parents, yeah. knowing that yeah. the kids are taken care of in those after hours. So those are two, along with the learning and the development, all, those are two really important factors also that – that speak to the value of after school. Um, so more than 70% of our after school uh, programs are actually located in public schools. Doesn't mean they're necessarily run by public schools, but they're located there. And, and we think right. about like the ease of transportation, you know, for parents, like for a child to be able to stay in the same place, um, you know, for parents to come and pick them up after work. That's huge. Transportation is a big barrier to a lot of kids being able to participate. So that's why we do see so many programs located um, in schools. And I think all of us, and I was a a former teacher myself, Larry, I think all of us who are committed to education know that we can't only um, ask the schools to do everything, right, that this is required, you know, um, you know, true before the pandemic, exponentially true now, right? This is an all-hands-on-deck issue. And so I think, you know, Principals who care about learning, who care about school performance, you know, those are some of the factors that they're held accountable for, right, but who actually just really care about the well-being of their kids and their families um, are looking for high-quality after-school partners to come in and to provide those services, you know, for the learning of their Mm -hmm. benefit of their children, for, again, um, the opportunities it provides to their parents to know that their kids are somewhere safe. So um, that's really where we've had a lot of success, I think, just that appreciation and understanding um, that it takes everyone coming together to do that, to do this work. And I think, you know, that's where we see the greatest success. And we also have, you know, all around this country, even here where I live in Fairfax County, um, we see great school-based programs and we see great community-based programs. Um, we have a lot of programs operating near multifamily housing um, yeah, uh, so development. So, so, you know, I think wherever kids are, that's where we want to have these learning opportunities. And, um, and I think, you know, we have years of research and we've been formalized as a field for going on, you know, four decades now. And now um, reams of research that shows, you know, we are providing, you know, those benefits that, um, that we know are necessary. Without question, you are. And I want to ask, this is another question. Thank you, Gina. And I want to ask you, okay, uh, who are, just name a few, who, what, who are we talking about, uh, your members? Who are we talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, yeah, so, so you probably know a lot a of the big names. Yeah. yeah, like YMCA's and Boys and Girls Clubs, right. Um, right. Girl Scouts, 4-H. But then we also have a number of, you know, faith-based programs, community-based organizations. We have programs operating at parks and recreation centers. Um, so, and, you know, like you said, we also do have school districts um, in urban, suburban, and rural communities, that's and that's good. where our programs are all over the country. Um, so, you know, yeah. your, your typical after-school professional um, is someone – a lot of people are surprised to learn that um, a, a majority of our after-school professionals actually do have degrees. I think there's a misperception that it's an undegreed field, but greater than 65% of people who work in our programs do have college degrees. They come from a number of disciplines, right? So they might not be pure, maybe education degrees. They might be sociology. They might be recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we do have a number of colleges that do offer youth development programs, so we see those growing every year. Um, and so they are people, and, and it's interesting, years ago I worked um, uh, in a community that had a lot of um, uh, educational disparities, had a lot of Teach for America kids coming in, and they found that they loved working with kids, they didn't love the formality of a classroom, right? Yeah, so they exactly. gravitated yeah. toward careers in after school and youth <laughs> development. So, um, yeah, so we have a really great 
uh, committed and uh, diverse and highly trained workforce supporting our Over 30,000 good people in the association, and there's yes. more in there. I hope they join in join in too and you know one of the things that that and again taking care of the kids keeping them out of trouble etc but learning can be all day long okay i don't mean mm-hmm. 24 7 you need to relax and have some fun too and go to sleep but learning can happen outside of school and i know this is part gina of what you guys do you're you're not only concerned about taking care of the kids it's also the literacy factor all right mm-hmm. reading it reading etc okay and i will swing back over to eric eric as you work with Discovery, and as you work with the NAA, National After School Association, okay, what have you guys put together? Because, again, the purpose is not just to take care of the kids in this case, and it, it, it's, it's to have them try to learn something. Give, give the, the uh, I'll call them the after school educators, okay, a way to, you know, some resources that they can use. Just talk about that side of it, Eric. What are they? What's going on? And again, I have it linked, but it's Discover Literacy discoverliteracydg.com discoverliteracydg.com like dollar general okay go ahead That's i have right. a point yeah, yeah so so science of reading is um a, a methodology for um best you know i guess like best practices in literacy instruction right yeah, and yeah. and knowing what what works for students in the the areas that we so things that would be Phonological awareness, phonics, fluency, vocabulary, and reading comprehension. Those are the five big ideas that we focus on to um, help students be better readers. And so in, in going back to the idea of upskilling educators and, and people who work in an after-school um, environment, we've created um, these what we call micro-learn modules. And so for each of the five big ideas, there are three micro-learns. They're six to eight minutes, and they're self-paced. So um, <laughs> teachers we know are they're just slammed, right? They don't have a lot of time. And so the idea of these is, one, like maybe an after-school situation, we're introducing these concepts. In a school environment, we're reinforcing these best practices. And ultimately, we're creating equitable access to um, professional learning and tools for yeah. under-resourced communities and, and educators. Yeah. So um, teachers can then, you know, we, we just created a series of explainer videos. So they're one to two minutes long that really introduce and draw people into that idea of let's use one as an example, phonological awareness. So uh, as, you know, someone who visits the site, I watch the explainer video, get a quick refresher, yes, this is absolutely something that I can relate to. My students are, um, you know, working to improve this, this skill of phonological awareness. Then they can go through a series of these three micro-learns, and that would be focused on some, you know, like there's one on rhythm and rhyme, there's one on sound sequence, and there's one on sound manipulation. So the teachers are able to not only do the micro-learn, but I think the best part of this is that we provide um, – strategies and activities that the teacher can go and use right away, right? This isn't a 45 to 60 minute long professional learning session. This is six to eight minutes. Now, now take what you've learned, apply it in the classroom. We also provide um, not only the strategies and activities, but even a, um, a resource that they can project in the front of their room 
We mm-hmm. provide handouts that can be printed and shared with the students. And then um, through that application of what they just learned, we know that these are based on best practices they are going to have an impact on improving those literacy skills. So there's 15 total. Like I said, there's the five big ideas of, um, you know, literacy instruction, and then three microlearn modules for each one of those. So there's some really cool ways that they're being used. I mean, not only could people use them in a self-paced manner, but then there's literacy specialists who are, are taking these microlearns, and one way they could do it is, is providing badges. So these digital badges yeah, has become yeah. a big, you know, a big thing in education. They have. So imagine, you know, this literacy specialist um, knows the teacher, knows what their students need to work on, and then when a teacher completes these microlearns, they issue a digital badge for professional learning, and then they're able to track their progress throughout the school year and know that, like, yes, okay, you know, Mrs. Johnson in first grade has completed these microlearns, we know exactly where she's, where she's at. We're differentiating our professional learning. We're helping Mrs. Johnson grow. It's, 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 it's really cool stuff, and it brings me back to the Gina side. Gina, okay, what's the coordination? This is a key, a key thing between use of this type of, 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 of technology and, and resources and all that and your group, okay? I'm talking about the coordination of learning, Okay. Right. Uh, for example, if, if if you've got people after school who are really doing a great job, and I know you do, okay, and they're working with the kids and they're helping the kids, do they ever re- have what report back to the teachers? What's the feedback link? I don't know how to ask the question, but how are the two communicating with each other? The public yeah, I think school, it, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think where you see the most success is where you do see an after-school team that is um, – in communication with a school team, whether it's, you know, at the leadership level, um, you know, often in a lot of schools you'll see um, maybe a, um, it's often an assistant principal or something who might be designated as a liaison, you know, with the after-school program. And they're not only, you know, they're sharing um, learning struggles about individual students um, and the best, best-case scenarios, we're seeing them actually sharing data you know, about, um, you exactly. know, where kids do yeah. this. Yeah, and, and that's not, I don't want to sugarcoat that. That's not easy, right? <laughs> that, you know, that, it's that, not that, easy, you know. but, you know, it brings <laughs> up a great point. In this day and age, with all the technology, if I may, okay, yeah. data transfer, serious safe data transfer, yeah. okay, yeah. is, is yeah. if I may, a hell of a lot easier than it used to be. Okay, yeah. instead yeah. of writing out a note, you can click a thing <laughs> on the screen and send it instantaneously, and the coordination of, of and I know there's, it's out there of your group, and I know it's hard to do. By the way, back to mm-hmm. the educators, I think is really kind of a cool and fun thing. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's and you know this. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but it's uh, it just has to be. And I think the teachers have to be very aware of what's going on after school. Yeah. Okay, and this is I a mean, good I way to keep them aware. Yeah. I don't think you'll meet many teachers who don't want more opportunities for their kids, right, who don't want, who don't recognize um, that there are other people, you know, who can, who can help their kids learn and want that to happen. So I think even 
where we might right. not see the, you know, seamless or transparent data sharing. A lot of act- anecdotal, you know, sharing around Nothing this kid's struggling, that. this yep. kid needs help with that, absolutely. And so I think, you know, where that happens, that's where you really see the greatest success. Um, and, you know, and Eric said two things that I think are so important about these tools that they've created. And, you know, when I talked about, you know, I said it takes, you know, the right train, the right tools. Um, to us, you know, I, I get approached by a lot of companies, a lot of corporations, a lot of curriculum developers who come to after school and say, we've created this, <laughs> and we think your student, you know, we think your members would like it and like to use it for their kids. And I'm like, you know, who are you? Like, what do you know about our field? What do you know? Maybe exactly. you're an educator. Maybe you, you know, you have a lot of letters behind your name or something. But, you know, but you need to understand, you know, how our field operates, um, you know, everything from like so much like the, even the cadence of how an after-school program works. And so, you know, we've worked with, and that's why I so much appreciate about this partnership with Discovery Education Dollar yeah, General. Yeah, they're good. Um, you know, these short learnings, um, things that are easily transferable that they can, that educators can put into practice the very next day. You know, that's, those are all markers of, um, of products and tools that we know will be successful with our members because we understand how they need the learning to happen, what the reality of their day, of their afternoon, of their evening is like. Mm-hmm. And so um, just really appreciate, you know, the willingness of them to work with us and understand what it is our members are looking for and what they need so that we can really deliver for the kids we all in our community. And that, that's, a, that's a great point. It, it, there has to be coordination between what your members want and what yeah. they can do and all the yeah. resources, et cetera, that a group like Discovery is, is creating and like Dollar Gen- General is funding. Okay, I think it's, it's, really, it's, it's, it's really kind of an interesting, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, triangle there, which is really, really cool. Okay, uh, you're going to have one. I, I just want to hear this. Uh, I want to hear uh, a good, fun, success story with the National After School Association so the teachers can get a good hit, all our listeners. Okay, uh, of of what uh, what what really transpires? What's the favorite success story? Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's hard to pick just one. Um, well, pick but two. I think about they do two. I know, right? Do but I have to time. pick just one. Do two. Um, yeah, do two. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, thinking about this um, this program that I was exposed to the other day that had, um, and I think, you know, this is. Uh, you know, the great thing, I want to say one thing, Larry, that I think will really sure. appeal to you as a secondary teacher. Um, the beauty of after school is that it's a place where kids can't fail. And, and oh, that means great. a little bit in elementary school, yeah, but that really great. means a lot yeah. as kids get yeah. into middle school and high school, right? As, you know, they feel pressure around academics, and a lot of times kids won't even try something, whether it's a harder class or something, if they know they're not going to get a good grade in it, right? And so yep. that, you know, right. that, that just limits a lot of options. So after school is that place where they can try it out without any fear of failure. So in a program the other day um, where a young girl was, um, you know, having some hands-on learning, building something, and so she's, the, the conver- her first conversation was, I didn't even know that I liked this. So yeah. that was the answer. So she was exposed to something that she didn't even know she's going, I didn't even know if I, I, if I like this. Um, she was building, you know, some things. It was a, um, it was a STEM-focused sure. program. And then she's like, and then by the end of the, you know, the, the time, she's like, and now I want to, I want to do this. I want to be this. Um, and I think that to me just embody the beauty of after school, like for to let kids see, um, you know, number one, experience things that they might never have the opportunity to do in their classroom, in their home, in their community. Right, bring that 
to them. Let them yeah. see if they like it, and you know, best case scenario, they do like it, they love it, and then yeah. begin to to live that and feel that and have an identity created to that. Um, that's really, I think, just you know what what really powers you know those of us who work in this program Absolutely. to give kids that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, what you said, and, and you used the word a few minutes ago. It's anecdotal, but it's so important. That's what really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's all about. You know. This is great. Okay. I'm so glad you guys are doing this and putting this together. I just think it's terrific. So I got to thank you. Eric, thanks for coming back on, buddy. You're welcome here anytime. It's always good to talk to you, Larry. Yeah, it's great to have you. Where are you today, by the way? Are you in Maryland? Where are you? I'm about an hour west of Chicago. An hour west of Chicago? Which town? In Oswego. Oh, okay. I know Oswego. Yeah, right. we're not too Amazingly, far from Naperville. I do. A lot of people yeah, know I Naperville. Do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, near Naperville, right? Did you say near Naperville? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, cool. I used to live in Deerfield. I know the area. Okay. Oh, and yeah, Gina, okay. You, yeah, and Gina, you have a great time. Okay, I thank you for all the work you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Good it's luck good with that stuff. turkey, Larry. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's go for it, all right? I'm ready to boogie. <laughs> okay? Thank you, Gina. Right, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Take guys. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Good stuff, ain't it, folks? I got to tell you, just be aware of all the things that are out there. And you can certainly go to the – I have a link, the National After School Association, and find out what's going on. When you leave at the end of the day, which I know is a longer-than-ever day, okay, a lot of your kids can get still learn and do all that, coordinate, get in touch. It's good good stuff. And Discovery's out there working with them. And I'm going to say it again, Dollar General's Literacy Foundation, they take this seriously. Check it all out. Again, it's all linked here. Okay, we're going to archive at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thank you for listening.